Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Leads Up podcast. I'm James and I'm joined by Rocco. Hello. Rocco, you missed a lovely day in Beeston. A very <laughs> lovely, lovely day. How was it? Yeah, I wanted to ask. It was, well, in the end, it was magnificent. It was peeing it down with rain to begin with. Where have you been anyway? I've been in Madrid. So I went to the Bernabeu this evening, just back from a one-all draw with Atletico. Uh, but I managed to watch the game, so that's the, that's the most important thing. You'd like now that you're a published author of nearly five. You've got a two two more commissions. You just is that on the way? Yeah. Is that is that you wash your hands of Leeds United? Just go. <laughs> I need more materials. So I'm spreading my wings. Yeah, it was. It turned out to be a really good day. And Southampton actually was the first game I ever went to with my dad, and it was a nil nil draw. It was boring as hell. I remember it being really boring as a kid, and I thought. Oh, are we in for a nil-nil today? I mean, it wouldn't have been boring. It would have just been really frustrating. But Junior Firpo on the cover of the match day programme as well. And also the prodigal son. What a story. I don't uh, I don't really know how it went in, but it did. So <laughs> we'll call it a clinical finish on his weaker right foot. Amazing. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought it was nailed on for a nil-nil. It was looking like that. Pretty much all the way through, I, I thought like Everton, like one mistake would, you know, would do it, or it'd be nil nil. And yeah, thankfully their keeper had a bit of a bit of a fumble ish. Obviously, you watched it on the telly, so I'm keen to see what you thought of how we looked to have set up. What were you What were you thinking? Yeah, I thought it was fairly similar. Really, I thought it was a bit more of a traditional four four two. Aronson was basically up front with Bamford. You know, if you were watching that match in the 90s, you know, you wouldn't bat an eyelid. It was two up front. And I thought he played quite well, actually, at first, but then he, he did he did fade. Yeah, I, I, I thought, I, I think we did look a bit more solid as well. And, you know, we're dropping into two banks of four. So I think it, I think it looks all right. Yeah, fair play to Xavi. From where we were when we were in possession well, when Melia had the ball and was in possession, we were pinned as far wide as possible on both wings. And it was it was completely different to, to what we've had. I think even under Skubala as well, you know, there's an ele- elements of still playing quite narrow and overlapping when we can. But that was really interesting to see that because I think it it made a big difference 
Not in the sense of, you know, like when we played White, you know, with that full width with Bielsa, it, it, there was still always that frenetic football, but it always felt like really measured throughout. It's easy to kind of say, well, it was Southampton and what, you know, you should be burying those sort of teams. But Southampton set up to defend quite well. You know, we didn't have loads of clean cut chances and they beat Chelsea last week. And Chelsea, yes, they're not playing to the best of their ability, but they still frustrated that side and got something out of the game. So, yeah, I, th- I thought the way we played was smart. It was, like I say, I think considered is probably the the word to use because they pressed when they needed to, they attacked when they needed to, and it, it just worked. And that's what we've needed for such a long time. Yeah, that's interesting, actually. I, I hadn't really noticed about the, the, the full-blown width. I, t- I suppose, yeah, you'll have had a better view of that than me behind the goal. So that's good to hear. Yeah, no, I mean, I thought uh, I thought the the Nyonto substitution apart got absolutely no no complaints whatsoever with with anything the new Messiah did. I'm I'm very happy with him. It's a it's a lovely start. It's a weird one, Nyonto coming off. I mean, there's loads. Well, there's quite a few things to cover first of all, but the referee I thought was shocking. I thought he had such an abysmal game. I, to be honest, I've not seen everything back because I always wait for extended highlights to come on. LUTV and you tend to get a better feel for it rather than the two minutes that gets put on straight after a game but yeah the, at the time there seemed to be some really bad decisions that were against Bamford in particular where I think he was he was pretty much through in the second half and he looked to have been pulled down but the referee gave a free kick the other way and it, it's just crazy like cr- crazy decisions I I hated the ref, but mainly just because he was so soft in, in that he just gave any decision that anyone was asking for, really, and just always breaking up the game. I just hate it when refs referee like that, just cowards, basically. The Bamford ones, I'm not so sure. There was a penalty incident, potentially, as well, where he went down over the guy's leg. I don't think it was a penalty for me. And, and yeah, the, the one that you're talking about, I've not seen back. Yeah, that could have gone either way. But to be honest, I'm I'm just I'm sick of Bamford just grappling with defenders all the time. Like he's he's all he does when the ball goes up to him at the moment is trying to get decisions. You know, he's not, you know, just just concentrate on dominating your man. Like he's just always grappling, trying to get into these situations and win free kicks. I just wish he'd just concentrate on doing his job and and I mean maybe it's something to do with confidence. I don't know, but I don't know. Earlier in the season when he came back from his whatever number injury it was, like he looked so good. He looked, you know, he looked strong and sharp and energetic and determined. And I don't know, at the moment, it's just it's just frustrating me, to be honest. Sometimes he sort of like, yeah, looks to pick a physical battle rather than just trying to get over the shoulder of the defender. And I think in the end, that's probably why Ritter gets a go and is brought on as well, because he's the sort of player that is quite wiry doesn't really go in for a physical battle. He just tries to outrun or out-dribble players. And so, yeah, I agree. And Bamford has, has kind of always had a tendency to do that, where he gets into a bit of a, a sort of, yeah, wrestling match almost, doesn't he? And it, and it very rarely goes the forwards way. So I think it is something that we need to, he needs to try and move on from. But I did think he held the ball up really well today. Like Aylin pinged a few balls up to him, particularly in the first half, that, that were really good. And he got hold of them and brought players into the game brought the midfield into the game it was it was kind of a good game plan it worked yeah 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 and i'm not i'm not saying they had a shocker or anything it's just that 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 one thing of yeah just just doing that when the ball's up to him a lot of the time but, but yeah i thought 
thought Rutter looked better actually. Looked like a footballer, which is good. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was much better, much better today. He did some really nice little skills actually in dribbles down in the corner flag towards the end. That's good. That's positive. Yeah, I like how he just sort of dangles his arms a little bit. Like when he was warming up, he was doing a kind of, I think it was like the, the thriller dance he was kind of doing <laughs> on the touchline, which I quite like. He's a character. And he was getting the crowd up for it as well. And yeah, one of those players that you just need on the pitch. And I, th- I think he will come good. You could see quality in there today and you can tell he's getting fitter, which has been his main issue. And obviously I mentioned Luke Aylin before. And I thought he had a really good game at times. There was a couple where he probably was just out of position and it dropped over his shoulder where they had a a chance in the first half, which was a bit nervy, let's say. But overall, really good game. And he's been been great for us recently. And I just wonder as well, playing in this this style and how how we were playing with Skubala as well, where it's, again, not completely out of position and he's not always got someone on his shoulder. It it just works for the types of players we've got. And it just works within football as well, let's be honest. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to help help all the defenders. I thought Cock was really good again. Impeccable, really. Not put a foot wrong against a big, awkward striker. So He is yeah. big and awkward, isn't he? Yeah, he is, yeah. I mean, he's got a lot of goals in, in Belgium. By all accounts, I didn't really—I'd never heard of the guy, obviously. But yeah, they—they they mentioned on the commentary, yeah, scored loads in the Belgian league, and they've just signed him. But yeah, he was—he did nothing, did he? I sit next to my sister, and I likened him to a gangly teenager who just doesn't know exactly how to coordinate his limbs because he sort of fell over the ball a few times or just knocked it behind him. <laughs> yeah, he's just a bit awkward to watch. Yeah, that was the thing with Crouch because apparently he's the same height as Crouch, and Crouch was always remarkably good on the ball I can't believe he's that tall I mean obviously I didn't see him in real life so he's what he's, he's as tall as Kraps that guy that yeah, yeah. absolutely dominated Nyonto was up to his hip brilliant yeah. That's... yeah he was a big big bloke and there was a few hairy moments as well Somerville decided to have a shot on his own goal mm, yeah that was a funny one but to be honest Melier should have just caught that I didn't know. He ended up going out for a corner, didn't he? He headed it, but it was never a back pass. They wouldn't have given that, surely. I did think that. it made it. You just think, why don't you pick that off? The ref's not going to give it. But then you just never know with yeah. the, the calibre of referees. I think that's from that, from that corner. They got a completely free header as well. He just, yeah. I, I don't know if he mistimed it or maybe he didn't climb high enough, but that, that, I don't know whose man it was, actually, but that was pretty bad defending. Probably our one slip of the, of the whole game defensively. Yeah, and what was good to see was we weren't giving away stupid free kicks on the edge of the box. Ward Prowse is an unbelievable free kick taker, and it's essentially a penalty to someone like Ward Prowse. He's that good at them. He's, I think he's like one, one off Beckham's record or something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But he's probably must a, be up there. I was going to say he's probably about fifteen off Ian Hart, though, isn't he? What a free <laughs> kick taker he was. So, yeah, and. Touched on Somerville there. I was surprised he came on for Nyonto and did question it at the time. And I think Nyonto had that sort of slight step to like, what is he subbing me? <laughs> and I think yeah. everyone else looked at each other in the stand and thought, why? But speaking to some friends before the game, actually, and one of them did say, I prefer Somerville coming on as a substitute because he seems to cause absolute havoc when he's when he's fresh. And to be fair, that worked really well for us. Yeah, yeah, it did. 
I was, yeah, like I said before, I was surprised. I thought I thought Nyonto was playing well. I mean, I, in a way, I'm like, I don't know, bigger picture-wise, sort of taking a bit of pressure off him, like by making that sub. I mean, I, I mean, it's really clutching at straws to try and use that as an excuse for taking him off, really. But I don't know, like that we've been so reliant on him. I don't think it'll be a bad thing to say that we've got the win in the end. You know, to have him like not just totally relied upon all the time. You know, that, that can't be a bad thing because it, it's too much pressure on him. And also, you want to give a bit more confidence to the rest of the team as well. So maybe that'll work out well. The thing with football now is that there's so much analysis when you go into your next opponent. They've, you know, analysed you to death. And if they see balls constantly going out to Nyonto and how we play, that's kind of it kind of makes the whole thing a bit easy to read. And that's that's where we were with Rafinha in the end, I think, was that we were so reliant on him that balls would just go out to him, he'd lose them, his head would drop, and that was it. He was sort of done for a game. And I think, especially with the new manager coming in, you kind of need to be a bit more inventive and get more out of the team. And there are some really good forward attacking players that are skillful that can make something from nothing. So... I think it's I think it was a good move to bring Somerville in the end. I wouldn't have done it. He knew he knows better than me. He's obviously the king of footballers, having good at here, isn't he? Obviously. And uh, Somerville as well for the goal. He was he linked up with I think he was in the corner flag, passed it to Harrison. Harrison back heeled it. Furpo then dribbled it in nicely inside, left foot, right foot, sort of kicked it into the ground like a scuff. I mean, I know who used to be famous. Guy with the big eyes for Arsenal. What's his name? Ozil. Ah, yeah, that's right. He used to love one of the, those shots, didn't he? He would purposefully kick it into the ground to bobble over a keeper. So let's say... Is that what, is that what he did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's so hard to read from a keeper's point of view because it's they just assume it's going to go bottom corner, but they bobble it. So I'm going to yeah. say Junior Furpo. Of course he did then. Yeah, no, fair play to him. What did you think about Harrison? Mixed again. I, he was better than he was last week. His first touch was there. He was. Yeah. He he had that usual Jack Harrison frustration about him, where things weren't quite coming off as you'd hope. But it's mainly mainly corners as well, like the corners. But him and Aronson standing over them, like two of them, and then it just hitting the front man all the time. It's like surely, surely there's something better we can do with corners than this. Yeah, it's such a weird thing. And and when we have set pieces around the box. In fact, whenever them two are on the pitch together, like they do this whole, you know, the whole whispering thing. So it wasn't just like a Jesse Marsh ploy. You know, that's just, is it just like what them two like to do together? It's its really odd. I can't get my head around it. It's frustrating. The, the thing is, is like they, they're not always defended against as well. So it doesn't always draw a defender out. So actually you just compact in the box more with defenders. So it's actually what's the what's the actual point in it? I don't really know. Yeah, no, it's a it's a strange one, and yeah, like you say, well, the corners they were they were taking them all short, but everything in the box was was poor, pretty much, wasn't it? I mean, there wasn't a lot of quality there today. I was I was I was not happy really with the with the performance, but then you know, getting the goal, I'm just hoping that we can we can push on because you know it 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 did look like two struggling teams. I think, like I say. Southampton's set up to just make it difficult because they don't have a lot about them. So all they could really do is be quite a rigid team, defend and try and get something out of it, a bit like they did at Chelsea. And I think that's what they went for today. And I think, although we were maybe fortunate with the goal, I think we deserved it. You know, we had our passing accuracy, all of our stats were way ahead of theirs. I see that 
that's the passing accuracy is higher than any Jesse Marsh performance. Really? Read into that what you will. Our, sorry for upsetting any of our American listeners that are huge fans of Jesse Marsh. But come on, it it didn't work. It didn't work, let's be honest. No, absolutely. No, it didn't work. And good riddance, sadly. The, the thing is, is because I've seen the anti-American thing quite a lot of with Jesse Marsh and people saying it, but no one wants our other three Americans out. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I sort of think that he had an easier ride because he followed Bielsa, because like he had that defence straight away that it's always going to be hard for someone following Bielsa. And also, you know, the American thing as well, I think people will have been, or were, or a lot of people, some people would hammer him because he was American, definitely, but then others would hold back because he's American and, you know, to give him the benefit of the doubt. But, you know, the the, the results speak for themselves and, and the proofs in the pudding. The guy didn't know what he was doing and didn't know what he was talking about. You could, like, it was so refreshing listening to Javi Grazia in his press conference just saying what he actually believed and, and you know, talking like a guy who, who was an expert in football, not someone who's just trying to fumble their way through and, you know, just just basically say nothing. <laughs> well, something dawned on me the other day was that how much Marsh at the start used to go on about Ragnik and how influential he was to him. And then I also remembered that Ragnik basically said that Rashford could leave if he wanted to. <laughs> it's like, you've got yeah. one of the best players in Europe. But you're happy for him to go. It's like Ten Hag's been in the in the door for a little while, and he he's already sussed it out. He's like, yeah, he's probably pretty good. This kid, isn't he? So now that there's a manager between our current manager and Bielsa, are we allowed to talk about Bielsa? And are we allowed to talk about Marsh now that he we, now that he's gone? I'm not really sure what the rules are. There's no rules. It's a podcast. <laughs> we can do what we want. And also, it's you know, it's apt to talk about Bielsa because it's just over a year since he left. Bless him just under a year actually is it just under of course yeah, I fo- it's, it, it's I fo- this weekend I, f- I forgot as his official biographer is your is your, is your the book your, your your fourth book is a bielsa book again isn't it it is the sequel to marcelo bielsa versus the damned united yes it's you're the two premier league seasons you're trying to get him to come around to your house again aren't you i'm hoping so i'm going to send him it when it's done i've got to finish it by tuesday send it to the publisher send it to bielsa and uh, just wait for that knock on the door. I would love that. It's yeah, it's a bit more of a round trip than Weatherby was, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, but it's a better book. So yeah, I'd like to think they'd cover it. There you go. There's his call out there. And whilst we were on the well, we're not on the subject, but going back to it of Americans and we're jumping around in, in the match with all the excitement. But Weston McKenney, I thought he he had a good game today. He was his feet were remarkable. <laughs> I didn't, didn't realise how good he was with the ball at his feet, but he was he was very good and and he broke away from a, a mistake from them in the first half and it, just that pass just was a bit behind oh, Aaron, yeah. Aronson, unfortunately, but we, we were in there and I was surprised he didn't have a shot, actually. I f- it felt like he had a shot on from where I was, but maybe... Yeah, maybe yeah. commentator said that as well. To me, I yeah, I, I thought the pass was the right thing, but yeah, just just didn't quite didn't quite come off, did it? But yeah, no, the two of them in midfield. I mean, they were they were pretty comfortable, weren't they? Yeah, again, it's the old thing about I don't, you don't want to keep saying it's only Southampton, and like you say, you know, they beat Chelsea last week. But yeah, we've got to do that next week. So <laughs> see how that goes. Yeah, it, there's there's no easy games at all. But you think another week of Javi 
managing the side, getting some more tactics into them because it's remarkable really to think that, you know, structurally we were very strong and they stuck to a game plan and they've only been with this guy, well, a, a day or so, if you believe the whole permit stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know. And it's, again, probably covering old ground, but it's just so annoying that we spent all those months and like the board and and even you know ourselves really you know you're trying to make yourself believe that it could come together for Jesse and like for him to say that the players aren't getting what he's trying to do and it had been 10 months and for us to just accept it I can't believe we did it for so long it's like ludicrous like we know that that's not normal it's impossible for for a manager to need that amount of time <sighs> but anyway here we are we're moving forward now yeah that's it and it was all smiles at the end and it actually thinking about the the goal and the celebrations around that it was yeah it was crazy and there was limbs everywhere the guy next to us he disappeared three rows down in front <laughs> he went absolutely flying i hope he's all right actually but then, i've always got it to miss a miss a good ellen road shuffle um, yeah. and i bet that was a belter was it a good atmosphere it was pretty good it's a good question that because I did want to touch on it that it was very tense. Like there was a lot of people around us, just very angry <laughs> for, really? for a lot of the game, and it just needed a moment. And yeah, and it, and it is like those those days are tense, aren't they? When this when it comes to this time of the the season where you really need to start getting more and more. Well, you need to just get a result, and tension is rife. And you know, tension was everywhere. Orta was crying. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, he had his glasses off and was crying. So, you know, there's there's relief from, did, from everyone. Did he shush the fans at the final whistle? I don't believe he did. But oh, Dara, who, who appeared on the podcast last week, he hasn't messaged me yet. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna send him a note saying I saw Orta crying. I'll, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what he says. Let's put it that way. Oh God. But Nyonto ran up in all the celebrations. I don't know if you saw that, but he got booked by the referee as well. What did he? Well, what did he? What did he get booked for? He got, I have no idea. So he just ran up and celebrated with all the players, and the referee booked him. Oh, that's ridiculous. What about when the ref stopped the game for like a minute for the guy to tie up his shoelaces? Ah, oh, it's just ridiculous. What is going on? That's not even schoolboy stuff. Like at school, you you taught that the match goes on if your shoelaces are untied. In fact, yeah. I think we used to get a bucketing if our shoelaces were untied. <laughs> Back in my day, <laughs> and then we got caned. I oh, know that's something completely different. But Bamford got a a booking. It was a, it was a pretty wild challenge. I could see what he's trying to do. He just got a bit excited. Yeah, that was quite bad actually. I was I mean it probably never gonna be a red, but it was it was a hard yellow, let's say. He he did it he he apologized very well, didn't he? He calmed it all down. He's, Those, he's very wholesome, isn't he? Elements <laughs> elements of his private school upbringing and how to <laughs> diffuse emotional situations, I imagine. I'll tell you what was nice as well, Skubala was on the end sorry, was on the pitch at the end of the match and uh, waving to the fans. Very nice. Awesome. He looked he looked what do you think about them playing I Predict a Riot all the way through? I haven't really thought about it, to be honest. You're not. It really yeah. annoys me. Why? Because <laughs> uh, I want to celebrate with the players and chant and stuff. Like, I wouldn't mind if they just played, like, the chorus and then we were able to sort of chant and whatever. But, yeah, to play the whole thing all the way through is a bit tedious for me. Oh, I'll tell you why that doesn't annoy me so much because it's kind of on point of a Leeds cultural thing. It's But the thing that does annoy me is the whole march on together being stopped for the Premier League anthem at the start of the game what an annoying piece of yeah. shit that is <laughs> scandalous isn't it 
Absolutely scandalous. It's awful. So, Javi Grazia, at the end of the final whistle, he, um, I mean, I'm paraphrasing here, but he basically said that he, he was happy to see us get some points on the board and could kind of see, he didn't say it in the, the same way Jesse used to say about stress, but he could tell that, you know, the pressure was kind of building on everyone around the club, the players, the fans, the board, Victor and Angus, he said in particular. And I think he's just handled himself so well for what is a really high pressured job. He's come in and he just seems so calm. Yeah, I think he's the right type of personality. I mean, when when we last spoke, we were sort of, he was about to be appointed, but, you know, we were still discussing whether it would be him or, you know, whether Benitez would be better. But, you know, the more I've I've read about him and, and sort of got to know what he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled, thrilled that we've managed to somehow land on him. He's, he's definitely the right man. That's not to say that he's definitely going to be successful. But I think if he fails, I think it's it's because of the players. I think I think he's he he's got everything that to, that we could want. Really, he's got all the experience of being in these sorts of situations. He just seems the right man, the right character, like you're saying. Yeah, right personality to have around the club. Fingers crossed. What is it that stands out about him to you? I think just is that he's honest and humble. You know, they're two traits that I really like. And I think they're two the traits that the players will get behind and, and get on board with. Like there's just there's no nonsense, no nonsense with him at all. You know, he just you know, he just talks his mind and, and he talks very sensibly. Uh, and yeah, no no frills, no big statements, you're not trying to, you know, make any headlines. This isn't all a dig at Jesse Marsh, by the way. <laughs> this is just one hundred percent is. <laughs> So yeah, no, it's 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 just it's just a bit of a yeah, just a, a maybe a bit of a straight back type manager, which is I think what we need. And I, I think, think it will happen coming off the back of Jesse, you know, because everyone, you know, it's like a everyone's really positive to have a, a new voice in there. The thing with the press is that you, I mean, like Marsh used to sort of play up to it a bit, you know, and and try and use it as a amplification of his. Of of himself really, whereas I think someone like Javi Grazia, you kind of get the impression that the press is there to be managed, and you know that they can't be on top and tell the story that they want to tell, sort of thing. And it's, so it's it's all very well and carefully spoken, and that's how exactly how Bielsa was. You know, very smart, knew that the press weren't there for the for the good of the club; they're there for their their newspapers or selling their services, whatever it is. So I think I think that's like a real clear difference for me between him and Marsh. Yeah, without a doubt. Like when he was asked about injuries and he, he wouldn't he wouldn't give an answer. And I, I really liked that and I really liked the way that he delivered his his rejection of, of that question. And yeah, like you say, I think you know, he, I mean I, I think I was suckered in as well with Marsh. You know, I, I you know I, I did I, I there was a lot of things that I liked about him and and you know I liked his personality and and you know, I I really wanted him to succeed, but then, yeah, it, it just it you just see through it in the end, don't you? So I think I think we've got we've got a good contrast now. Yeah, I hope it works. It feels like the right appointment. It's amazing to get three points back. I mean, I I said to my family on the way home, I was like, I actually feel alive. I was like, I thought I was alive before. But having not seen a victory in however many months, like I feel so good. It feels so much better. <laughs> and I'm I'm the one of the things I'm absolutely delighted about is 
Junior Firpo has shut us all up. Like well, <laughs> like well and truly. I know you never used to really like him, did you, Rocco? We had little jokes about his moustache. Yeah, but... never used to like that moustache, but yeah, all the better now that to see him celebrating a goal, it just changes your changes your mind, doesn't it? It was a so great fickle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. But football, you know, they say football is a results game, and it is. Like for all of us, things turn immediately when you get a victory, and you know. Firpo could have, well, he's had way more bad games than he's had good games, but the tide's turned on that one already, hasn't it? So, but I do think he, you know, his performance is here to stay because you can see him improving and improving in the last three games. And yeah, it's good. I'm happy, very happy. Yeah, I think, I think he has got potential. I mean, I, I, I don't think he's as bad as some people say. And I think he can defend. I think he's even today he was sloppy in possession sometimes and he can make mistakes, but he has got attributes, you know, the, the, there's a reason we signed him. So, yeah, hopefully this this helps and, uh, yeah, go on to Fulham and get a bag of, bag of hat-trick. The thing with him as well was he did have injuries when he first came in. He, he picked up a couple of injuries and then I think he got COVID, didn't he? And he just didn't couldn't seem to get fit at all. Like, he was never fit. So he always looked off it and it finally feels like he's sort of getting up to to pace and yeah, long may it continue. Right, that's probably it. Unless there's anything else, Rocket. Oh, man of the match. Why do we always forget man of the match? Who are you going for? I never forget man of the match. It's always right. you that forgets. My fault. I should probably write a schedule or something. Paul used to do that. Come back, Paul. Paul will be back soon, actually. Talk to him. He's going to be back. Lovely. God, I miss Paul. So um, do I. Man of the match is Robin Cock, my new favourite man. Another another perfect performance. I uh, can't give it to anyone. Yeah, that's a good shout. I'm actually going to go for Woba. At one point, you probably didn't see it on TV, but he was holding his shoulder and he did not look good. And I was worried, but he shrugged it off. So it might be one of these Calvin Phillips type things where he just has it strapped up for two years and then we sell him for 40 million. What about Fulham? We should talk about our road to Wembley, especially now that we've got an FA Cup specialist at the helm. He's had one FA Cup campaign and and gone all the way to Wembley, I believe. Yeah, that's true, actually. I mean, Rocco, you probably need to do the schedule for these, don't you? Yeah, Tuesday night. So, return of Dan James? I wish, but I doubt we'll be letting him play, will we? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we shouldn't let him play. We should let him play. (laughs) He can play as long as he plays up front. (laughs) Yeah. Play up front and don't get, touch the ball and just cause loads of frustration for your fans. That'd be perfect. And do you how how do you feel about FA Cup? Is it something you want to go on a run or is it all priority for Premier League? It's funny because I, like through BLC years, I was always like a hundred percent wanting to play full strength team, and he never ever did. And now that we've actually got a chance to go really far, I'm starting to think it might not be the best idea. But I think we do need we need wins, don't we? We need to breed confidence. So I am hoping that he just plays his full strength team because again, you know, it's two matches in a week. It's no big deal. They can do it. They're not, doesn't mean they're going to be knackered for Chelsea. I don't know what the situation is with extra time though. To be fair, they might have to play extra time if it's a draw. I don't think there's replays at this stage, and I'm pretty certain it won't go straight to penalties. So yeah, probably potential extra time, which wouldn't be good. But yeah, now I I do I do want to win, but. Um, I'm not dying to win. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same, really. It would be a nice to have, but the results went our way today in the Premier League. Everton lost, didn't they? And Bournemouth got a bit of a pump in from, from Man City, which is always good. I think it, was, it might have finished 4-0. I haven't checked. 
So, yeah, and we're into 17th and I just think, yeah, I would love a cup run. It'd be amazing, but just timing is not good for us right now and the Premier League is where we need to be and, yeah, I think we just need to focus on that. Yeah, the squad's not particularly deep either now. You know, in terms of sort of players that we trust, I don't think there's that many there. So it does worry me to, to you know, think about losing more players like Rodrigo Accrington. more I think about it, though, as well, there is a good opportunity to get some players fit. You know, like Rocker needs to get back fit, match fit. And he, he was a guest appearance from him today and he was good when he came on. So getting him back in would be good. I think Ruta getting some more first team football as well would be would be really good. So there's potential for us to, yeah, unleash a couple there. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Do you fancy us beating Fulham at their place? They're playing well at them. Yeah, I watched a bit of the game last night and they they didn't really look anything special. I think we can definitely win. It'd be interesting to see if they rest players, probably not. But you never know. They are literally chasing Europe, aren't they? So, no, I, 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 I fancy our chances. I think it would be a bit of an upset, I suppose. But uh, I think we, 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 did we knock them out the League Cup last season? We did, didn't we? On penalties, actually. So, yeah. Let's let's do it again, but not bother with the penalties. Right. Lovely stuff. If we get through the FA Cup bonus, if not, is what it is. Premier League, we've got to focus on it's Chelsea next weekend. So we'll probably be back just after the, the Chelsea game. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you all soon.